Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan and English. My name is Mitch. I'm here with Josh. And we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about how Japan is actually. We, we say this every, every week. Yeah, I think literally <laughs> we can cut back to the last like 10 shows. Every so. fucking week. But <laughs> Japan is actually really seriously opening with no restrictions whatsoever. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how Abe's funeral is going to require masks. We're going to talk about how a man uh, set himself on fire to protest the Abe funeral. We're going to talk about how. Uh, the rise of remote work in Japan has、uh, actually, for some businesses, ended the practice of、uh, tanking or transfers.、Uh, we're also going to talk about the BOJ's,、uh, the Bank of Japan's policy on the week. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some fun things too. Yeah, we'll be talking about some fun things. By the way,、things. Josh always takes the fun things. He always gives me the serious stuff. He's like,、yeah. I'm going to talk about Pikachu. You talk about the Bank of Japan. Yeah, actually, yeah. Today we are going to be talking about Pikachu, some Pokemon goods that are coming out. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the debate of is it okay to order delivery food during a typhoon? I can opine on that. And we'll also be talking about Tinder's new convenience store that's opening in Japan, along with some other fun stories. Roll that intro. All right.、Uh, Mitch, what's up with the pink shirt? So, recently, since the typhoon, it's getting kind of like cooler every day. Yeah. And I'm protesting the end of the summer, Pete and Pete style. So, when you were not born, there was this Nickelodeon television show called Pete and Pete. I've never heard of that. These two kids, they both had red hair. They lived in like Michigan or something, I don't know. And they,、uh, and they were both named Pete. They were brothers. Okay. Oh, that sounds kind of dumb. There's another character in the show. Named, I think his name is Artie, the strongest man in the world. And he always said, The strongest man! I, in I, the I've world. seen that. I've seen that. Oh my God, you're, you're having flashbacks. Now,、yeah. in one of the episodes,、yeah. the, Artie, the strongest man in the world, and the younger Pete brother, Would go to the ocean and fight the waves. As you do? As you do. Protesting the end of summer, fighting the coming of the winter. I mean, it's not the waves' fault. It, it's metaphorical. Okay. <laughs> it's actually pretty fucking deep, okay? But the meaning of it is that, you know, seasons change, you get older, and no matter what you do, you can't fight the passage of time. It's very, very deep. It is deep. Now it's portrayed silly and stupid in a Nickelodeon television show, but that's what it is. So today, I am old man yells at cloud. Okay. I'm protesting the, the, the end of summer and the oncoming winter, which I hate. Fucking hate the winter by wearing probably my most summery t shirt I have. Well, don't worry. Kagoshima has like another two months of summer. I'm hoping it comes <laughs> back because it's like it's getting cold at night. I'm like, what is this chilliness? That's true. It's really nice. Bullshit. Completely don't like it.、Uh, guys at home, you comment.、Uh, what's your favorite? Where, where are you from, first of all? And what's your favorite、uh, season for where you live here in Japan? We usually have four seasons, and they like to talk about how they have four seasons.、Um, where I'm from in Vegas, we have two seasons. We have summer and what we want to call not summer. It's not winter, it's not autumn, it's not fall, it's just not summer. That's it. There's no rain, there's no clouds. Well, Hawaii, we have summer and summer light. No, you guys have summer and then the kind of rainy, well, it depends on what island you're on, but kind of rainy season summer. Yeah, my island has like a whole rainy section, so it's always kind of rainy. It's just like the rainy zone. Yeah, the northeastern zone. It's just、yeah. like raining all the time. Exactly. It, anyway, I was going to make a Star Trek reference. It's always on you know, the Ferengi home world. It's always. Hey, I'm sure there are at least two people watching that. At least two that. people. It rains every day. They have like 75 words for rain. 
That's why they're always obsessed with profit and stuff. Anyway, so you guys at home, comment, where are you from? What's your favorite season? Have you been in Japan during... Do you live in Japan? And have you been in Japan during any season? And what is your favorite season? I actually think spring is beautiful in Japan because of the, uh, the cherry blossoms. We saw cherry blossoms yesterday. Did we? Randomly. We did. You were probably sleeping. Uh, we were driving around through the... the wilderness yesterday getting interviews for people of kagoshima and uh, we we drove by some cherry blossom trees and they had blossomed uh and me and uh another japanese person were talking like for 40 minutes about it afterwards so you must have been asleep yeah, i think i was probably sleeping not paying attention anyway let's get to the news here we go ah so first thing on today's news that we didn't talk about in the intro I was on Chinese state-sponsored news. Oh, yeah. Apparently, I can't be mean to China anymore because they're going to give us, like, you know, they're going to hire me to do news spots or something. Thank you. It's not true. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing all the stupid shit I do. Notice the Chinese state-sponsored news. Uh, we'll leave it. We'll, it'll be the first link in the in the description of the YouTube video, but uh, they, they, they paid us to do a news report on the typhoon. Yeah, and you did your fake reporter voice. Yeah. I actually had to talk about two people dying, so I had to be, like, really serious. Yeah, that's true. I had to, like, look into the camera and not smile. And so what were you reporting on? The typhoon. Yeah, the big typhoon that hit. Hit Japan. Came straight to Kagoshima. We'll put some video of this in the in the podcast. I uh, I was totally taking this seriously. Um, I What I did is I, I, I put tape in my windows. I filled my bathtub with uh, with water, and I totally sat in a, in a windowless room uh, and waited the whole thing out. That's what I did. I didn't do any of those things. What I, I, did, I did was, all those things. <laughs> what I did was is I, I waited, got a little bored. Yeah. Like during the peak type, like right before the eye arrived. Yeah. I was like, I'm bored. And then my, I looked on, on Instagram, and one of my bartender friends had opened his bar. Even though it's a first floor, floor bar, all windows all windows <laughs> crazy amount of wind like shit flying around outside he put on a life jacket for an ocean this makes no sense he just put on a life jacket and he's like we're doing this guys i'm open for business and then i went there and at first i was like i'm gonna be the only person in this bar no i wasn't there was another person there i was like oh, okay and at peak i think we had uh t- like seven people in the bar it's during so the stupid. middle i'm gonna i'm gonna send all these videos to you josh so you can put these in the podcast uh wh- this guy's name is kuma and the, the bar's name is hanukuma I, I took one of our patrons here yeah and uh he uh he basically uh he he just decided that he's like fuck it we're just gonna have fun now okay typhoons in japan are a little different than like hurricanes on the on the east coast of the united states one mainly because japan is built for rain and we get a lot, a lot of rain here. So for the most part, rain is not as dangerous as it is in some places that aren't as prepared for it. And two, since all the buildings are bu- uh, built to be earthquake proof, they're also kind of typhoon proof for the most part. And so the infrastructure here is just like generally really good. And so like when the scary, scary storms come, we don't really take them as seriously as maybe we should. Yeah, they're not made. Our buildings aren't made of cardboard like in America. No, dude, because like, I mean, we make fun, but <clears throat> there's a lot of reasons why like, construction is the way it is in, in North America. And so, um, you know, and people like who live, especially like in the in the tornado alley, you know, um, in like Kansas and stuff like that, uh, you know, with, you know, what are they called? Prefab homes and stuff like that. Those are really susceptible to wind damage and things like that. So. Uh, when you're when you're in Japan, you're you know you're in a concrete building that's made to like withstand like 9.0, 9.0 earthquakes. It's you know the wind isn't as big of a deal. Although when I was in my apartment on the top floor of, of my concrete building, I went to you know go use the the little boys' room, and like the toilet water was like swishing back and forth because like the sway of my building was so 
large, but it's made to do that. They're made to be flexible. Um, You know, you can't, you can't blow over a a blade of grass because they bend. Right. And so that's the idea is that the, the, the buildings are made to be uh, uh, flexible. But anyway, it was uh, we were OK uh, in Kagoshima. There was a little bit of a damage to a crane. Some other stuff happened, but no one was seriously injured in Miyazaki. I don't know why. Every time a storm storm comes to Kyushu, Miyazaki gets fucked. Uh, Miyazaki had uh, the death of two people. Um, and I'm going to quote one of my Japanese friends that said it's their fault that they died. And I don't want to say that about deceased people, but mm-hmm. the general perception here is that the um the two people who passed away one from a landslide that's not their fault but the other one went to go check on his field his his farm and uh got swept away from the from the running water so um yeah it was it was two 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 gentlemen who passed away but other than that there was not a lot of damage and so it it mostly passed without incident it did totally shut down trains and my amazon delivery came like three days late actually let's talk about yeah i was gonna say let's talk about the pizza let's do it so during the peak of the typhoon, I opened up Uber Eats to see like... I think everybody did. You're like, I'm hungry. I didn't go <laughs> grocery shopping for enough food. What what can I order on Uber Eats? And every restaurant said like unavailable, unavailable, unavailable. That what? happens on rainy days. Just on rainy days. Yeah, like, that's true. It happens Uber, on rainy Uber, days. Uber delivery partners, they're like, fuck this. It's rainy. I don't so, want to do it. I don't know how it is in America, but in <laughs> Japan, for the most part, people ride bicycles to deliver. Or, or yeah, or little bikes or like little mopeds and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, especially downtown areas because it's just easier than a car. Right. So, and, and much smaller distances too. I mean, like, I think in, I was talking to my friend who does like DoorDash and stuff like that in America and like the average delivery time is like 35 minutes or something like that. I, I think that from the time that I order something to the time that I'm eating, it averages to be about 25 minutes here. Yeah, usually about that much time. And if you if you order a pizza, it's even, it's even quicker. They have like the app even tells you what they're doing with the pizza. Mm. So anyway, what's the, what's the, first of all, what's the question? So the question is, is it okay to order pizza delivery during a typhoon? Remember we talked about this like three shows ago. Any headline that has a question mark is answered with the, with the answer no, but. But they asked three of Japan's biggest chain uh, pizza restaurants. Yeah. That's Pizza La, Pizza Hut, and Domino's Pizza. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your favorite out of these three? I, there's only one here, really. Pizza La is a thing, but I never ordered from them. So it's Domino's. I think we have Pizza Hut, but I never order. I don't pizza. think we have Pizza Hut here. I don't know. I think we used to down in Uski, but I don't think we have uh, now. Yeah. Uh, so they called and asked. And long story short, they don't have any rules or laws or anything about like whether or not the workers need to deliver pizza during the uh, typhoon. Uh, typhoon. But it's generally up to the manager of that particular establishment. And for the most part, it says that the worker safety is the most important thing. So if they think like, oh, yeah. Oh, you mean your pizza is not more important than the worker safety? Is that what you're saying? It depends on how many pizzas you're ordering. I see. That's like I see. 10 pizzas may be worth a human it's life. It's balance out yeah. at that point. Okay. But yeah, basically they said like, if they feel like, okay, it's safe enough to go, then they'll do it. But no. if they're like, oh, this is dangerous. If we're going to die, then they're not going to. I should have worked that night for tips. Someone made so much bank. But anyway, um, yeah, the I opened up the Domino's app too, just for fun, and it was closed. Actually, Seven Eleven closed. The only thing that was open during the typhoon here was Lawson, which was really weird. And Hanukkah And Hanukkah Lawson, the uh, the the uh, convenience store was like, "Fuck it, we're going to be open," and that was really interesting. Anyway, let's uh, move on to more important news. Uh, Japan asked foreign guests to wear a face mask at Abe's state funeral. I actually don't really have anything to opine upon this, except for one thing. Uh, I, so the, this is kind of like controversial uh, among 
foreign people only Japanese people do not give a fuck about this but this is only controversial among foreign people because the emperor and the em- empress uh, attended the queen's funeral without a mask and uh, and then now that when the the, the, the the roles are reversed they're asking that all the foreign uh, dignitaries who come to Japan wear a mask and I don't care whatever yeah. make any policy you want to, you know however you feel about the pandemic or whatever I don't give a shit except one comment on reddit on this story I don't know if this is too soon, but the comment said they should make everybody wear an Abino mask. Too soon. And I was just like, that's the only thing I want to say about that. I mean, don't they really have an opinion. They did spend like a billion dollars on masks. It, I think it was, I think the, the, and I think it was something like in the tens of millions of dollars and all the masks, most of the masks were sitting in a, a warehouse rotting. And I think that they went bad. So yeah. they had to throw them away. And the reason why Abe no mask is such a funny thing, guys, is because the beginning of the pandemic, Abe's like response, he, he didn't, I mean, he didn't really take it seriously in the beginning. No one really did. And so he's like, we're going to give everybody a mask. And it was like a cloth mask that was tiny as fuck. It didn't really like cover your face. And even though Abe wasn't known for having a very small face, he continued to wear his own product, his own mask for like for months after that. And so Abe no mask became like a, a thing. And um, anyway, I don't know. I just, I just remember obviously being like, you know, fun loving. And I, I do, I did like him. He wasn't terrible. I did like him, but, um, I do, you know, I hope his funeral goes over without it, without a hitch. There's actually been one problem that I do want to talk about. That is, let me find it. Uh, actually, maybe I took it out. No, here it is. Japan, Japan man sets self on fire in protest of Abe state funeral. So a man set himself on fire on the street near the Japanese prime minister's office in Tokyo on Wednesday, apparently intending to commit suicide in protest against an, upcom- an upcoming state funeral for the former prime minister, Shinzo Abe. Uh, the, this article claims that the majority of Japanese people are actually against the funeral, that they, they don't want it to happen. That's just the general, I think, Japanese sentiment of about not necessarily like idolizing or martyring fallen dignitaries and things like that. It's just not really a thing here. Um, but I wanted to point out that this this Kyoto News article was hilarious because, okay, so this man, self-immolation is not, if you've ever seen a video, don't, don't search for this. This, this is a link that should stay blue in, in, your, in, your, in your surfing history. But if you've ever seen one of those, like a documentary or something like that, it's awful. It's just awful. Okay, so it's, it's, if you're to that point that you're going to do that, that's, you know, that's, that is a very... You know, because um, Tibetan monks, oh shit, no more Chinese sponsorship for us, huh? Tibetan monks used to, I think they still sometimes do, uh, to protest the occupation um, from China. And uh, they, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not something you ever want to see. But anyway, this, this, this news article takes it very seriously by saying, in the very last line of the news article, uh, most of the news articles are paid for by the amount of words. So like the, 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 arti- the artists, the author <laughs> will pad Sometimes right. listen to this last sentence. No damage to any of the near nearby buildings was reported following the incident. It's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> anyway, let's go to a light story. Then we'll get on to some more, some serious ones. All right. Uh, so I want to ask you, have you ever played a Pokemon game? Uh, no. I mean, I've played as Pokemon characters in Smash Brothers. You've never played any Pokemon game? Mm-mm. Okay, well, not a single one, not even Pokemon Go, not interested whatsoever. That shit, you gotta understand, that shit came out when I was in high school, right? I guess so, yeah. I was in like so first I, grade, so. so I was a full fledged physical adult, okay? And I was thinking about other things in life, and 
then all these kitties like you were like, I'm a cat because she's so cute. I was like, the fuck is this shit? He rejected it outright from the beginning because I was just too old. And then it became a cultural phenomenon, which made me want to participate less, which is just kind of my general personality. And like by the time that it became nerd cool, it was over. And I was like, no. I see. So. Well, anyways, just long story short, because this isn't a huge article, but uh, now you can buy your own Pokemon camping supplies. They're selling 20 different items that are going to be released gradually between September 21st and October 8th, uh, including like a rolling cart like we use for locations, foldable bench and things you can use for now camp. you you went to a bunch of campsites yesterday looking for interviews. Uh, there were a lot of fucking people camping. Yeah, a lot of people are camping. I think it's like good weather because it's you know starting to cool off and you know it's kind of socially naturally socially distanced. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. You went to a really cool place. Uh, I don't know if you took any pictures. If you if you did, throw it in the show. But like of uh, Makurazaki with the uh, the seed of God, the stone. Oh, I mean, I have video of it I could get from. Yeah, just throw it in there if you have it. And then, like, you know, just beautiful ocean. We went to the very southern tip of this side of the peninsula yesterday. And it's just a beautiful little area there. And so lots of people were camping out there. Because it's a beginning of Sundinku. It's a three-day weekend starting yesterday on Friday. So, because um, this is recorded on Saturday. And so, yeah, that's a beautiful little area there. Actually, one of our good friends, Carl, likes to go and remote work there sometimes. He just sits up a little, he sets up a little camp, puts out his computer, and just starts working. Yeah, it's a nice, nice area. It smells like fish, but it's nice. It smells like fish. <laughs> oh my god, we had, we had oh, yeah. a fish lunch yesterday, and like I, I was opposed to this because okay? so it was me and Josh and a Japanese person in a car, and I was opposed to it. I was just like, because I know Makurozaki was like just saying me. It's like we went to Makurozaki, uh, Makurozaki here in in in, uh, in Kagoshima. I actually had a story, but then I rejected it because I thought it was too niche. Um, Makurozaki is known for katsuobushi, which is bonito flakes in English. Um, and it's one of the primary ingredients in dashi, which is like soup stock that you pull from various things. And um, the whole fucking town just smells like fish. It does. And um, one of the, the Japanese person that was with us yesterday, she was like, let's go eat fish in the fish city. Because of course she did. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I don't want to. I don't really like katsu. Bonito, I think it is in English. I don't really like that as a fish. And I, I knew going in, because I've, I've been to Makurozaki many times, and I've, I've eaten their food on TV. I've talked about dashi production for television. I've been to four Bonito Flake producing factories for television, and I know what it smells like. I know it's too much, and I didn't want to do it. And you could tell I was kind of not into it. I was just like, let's go to a normal lunch place and eat chicken or something. And she was like, no, we're going to eat fish. Anyway, we went to go eat fish and tell us, Josh, how was the fish? It was very fishy. It was so fucking fishy. They fucking boiled fish and fish other fish soup stock. Yeah, it was to double down on the fish. And then all your complaining about the fish angered the fish gods. And then our car broke down. It broke down in front of the restaurant for over an hour. Yeah, we had to fucking call <laughs> call like the J Japanese version of AAA. Oh god, fucking fish. Anyway, we and then when we got out of fish town, it was yeah. like I kept smelling it for like hours. I don't I I like fish guys, but don't put your fish stock in the fish next to fish with fish miso. 
Yeah. <sighs> no, my my lunch had like six different dishes. One of them was rice, and then the other five were all different fish. Fish. Things. Now, like halfway through, I was like, I'm kind of sick of all this. And the thing is, it's like that particular area of Japan isn't uh, known for its variety of fish. It basically yeah. has katsu. Yeah, katsu, the bonito fish, and so. If you, if you love Bonito, you'll love that area. Yeah. But I tend, when I go to sushi, I tend to eat more like tuna and like, like even though it's not super Japanese, uh, salmon. And it's like that kind of fish is what I like. And the katsuo fish is just not, it's a very different flavor. I do like katsuo, but I do like it prepared in a certain way. That Like yesterday, it was like prepared five different ways and it, a couple of them are pretty good. So much fish. That was a lot of fish. <laughs> Anyways, what else you got? Uh, Hokkaido to allow single allow single foreign residents and same-sex couples to live in public housing. I'll just explain this really quickly. Basically, in Japan, they have a lot of public housing, which is... <laughs> I like to think of it as like communist, like uh, concrete, you know, square, boring buildings that just look terrible and depress me. But if you're a Japanese person, especially if you're uh, if you're a um, public worker or certain types of uh, people in the population, they are it's very affordable housing for you. And so what usually end up happening, the the image of people who live in public housing are usually people who are like kind of gaming the system. So they have, you know, they have money, but they're getting this really cheap apartment for like 20 years and they save money and then they buy a house. That is true. Um, good idea it is true but anyway so but there are certain check boxes that you need to check in order to get public housing and a recent uh, criticism of public housing is that it's kind of um, not sexist but it's uh, it's uh, it doesn't include LGBTQ people and it also doesn't include single people and there's a, obviously a rise of single income single people here and Hokkaido is thinking about updating their policy on that which is a welcome thing I think and good on them there's nothing really else to talk about that. I'm going to blow through all of my serious stories and we can talk about fun alright sounds like all right, Rise of Remote Work uh, pushes 44% of major Japanese firms to rethink employment transfer. If you guys don't know, Japanese firms like to transfer their, their employees all over the country like every year. What is it? That's like police officers, no, 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 teachers. No, no. That, that's all federal stuff. Oh. Actual, pub, uh, normal, just private employees. They oh, they do that too? All the time. Oh, I didn't know that. All the time. And there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, mm, Merit? There's a lot of merit to it. Um, you know, it... it 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 saves corruption you know because right. if you always work with new people you don't know who you can trust to be bad right. you know so it, it stays off corruption it also helps to homogenize your business so if you have like really high performers in one area you kind of mix them all throughout the country kind of homogenize it makes your quality kind of the same across the, the country anyway and so uh, 44 percent of major japanese firms are rethinking that policy because they are like well if you're working from home yeah if you're working remotely uh then you don't have to move uh, which is interesting. Uh, I don't think that'll be a permanent thing. I think they'll go back to their old ways pretty soon. Uh, actually, I mean, you can see Apple's like requ requiring their, their employees to come back. Um, you know, I don't want to get into the, the nuances of everything, but remote work has its benefits, obviously, but it also has a lot of downsides to it. Um, collaboration, you know, your natural uh, sparks of new ideas and right. things like that. Like you can't just go to grab some lunch and chat with some random person. Spontaneity, all that stuff kind of goes, you know, down, a, down the drain. So I think there'll be a big push to return to in-person working. Um, biggest story today, Japan's going to remove the daily cap on October 11th. They finally picked the date. So the, the date is October 11th. No more bullshit at the borders. You can come in. You can do whatever you want. You don't need a visa if you're in, I think, 40-something countries. Basically, the countries before that didn't require a visa. So, you know, Europeans, United States, Australia, I think even uh, Bohemians, people from the Bahamas and things like that, they can all uh, come into the country without 
a visa. They can stay wherever they want to fucking stay. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. And it's finally fucking over. Yeah, one of our patrons, uh, Justin Perkins, he is actually in Japan right in the middle of that. So he had to like go through all the trouble and get a tour and everything. And then now... You know what you should do? You know what you should do? I don't actually think you should do this. I'm just I'm fucking around, but you just run away from your tour. Well, I mean, like, like, fuck yeah. From the day that you're not required to have a tour, then you, I think you don't can. Break, don't break the law. <laughs> I'm not actually encouraging you to break the law. Uh, that'll get me in big trouble. But no, uh, from October 11th, you guys will be able to do whatever you fucking want. And I said this before, you know, put on your Google alerts. I, I have a rolling... Uh, like six or seven Google uh, alerts that just that you, if you just type for like Google alerts flights um, you can just kind of put in general dates uh, and your places that you want to go and Google will alert you when you have cheap prices on those kind of flights uh, so if you're flexible with your with your travel schedule um, go ahead and throw that into Google now for the, uh, like I said spring of next year is really where you guys want to aim for because uh, I think there'll be some kinks in the system when, when the floodgates open. I think For there's sure. going to be some issues. No, I don't mean like people being dicks. I mean, just like, you know, we haven't been, we haven't had tourism for three, three years. Yeah. Like even just going to those like tourist locations and stuff like that, probably like all the workers aren't going to be fully ready or trained. Yeah. So there's going to be issues. There's going to be issues. So come in the spring next year, um, especially if you guys come for uh, the, uh, the cherry blossom season, which is always beautiful uh, and start looking for flights. Now uh, put them, put in your Google alerts. And I think if you buy your tickets, probably in the next couple of months for next spring, it'll be perfect timing, good prices. Uh, hell, you can even start if you if you know you're gonna come. You can even start to exchange some some USD for some oh, Japanese yeah. yen. Good time. Segway. Bank of Japan stands pat on ultra low rate policy. Yen falls prompts intervention. Okay, basically the story here. Here we go. The BOJ, so the Bank of Japan, they are super, super serious and worried about the the, the weakening yen. And by that, by that, I mean they're not doing jack shit. And this is the quote. The, the Bank of Japan statement released after a meeting says it expects short and long-term policy interest rates to remain at their present levels or lower. I don't know how you go below zero. I, th- I actually do. There's a, I don't want to talk about negative interest rates. Um. So Kurudo, Kuroda, Kuroda shut down market speculation that the BOJ would change its policy guidance in the near future, saying that it will not happen for the time being. Listen to this. When I say for the time being, I don't mean two or three months. I'm talking about two or three years. Enjoy Hawaii. Yeah, actually. Enjoy Hawaii. Like this week. Enjoy Hawaii. <laughs> this week I'm about to wire over about ten thousand dollars to my mom and I'm losing like thirty percent of my money. Enjoy Hawaii. It's gonna be really expensive. It's gonna get worse. I think we'll see two hundred yen to the dollar probably. That's why like I'm trying to transfer all my money now so I can Enjoy Hawaii. I'll still enjoy it either way. Yeah, I fucking did not enjoy Vegas. Like every, I was just angry. Like I went to Starbucks and got a like a five dollar coffee. Right, I'm like, this is a thousand yen. (laughs) (laughs) I can work at Moss Burger for an hour for this. No, seriously. So you guys coming to Japan? Fucking go crazy. Help out our economy, Please. please. Okay, so I got one more serious story, and then we got some fun ones from you. So Japan saw fewer than 400,000 births in January to June 1st in 22 years given COVID. Uh, I'm going to talk about two. Th- I'm going to talk about the serious details of this, and then I'll, I'll talk about a comment I saw on uh, a certain uh, Weeaboo uh, site. 
The number of babies born in Japan and to Japanese ex- expatriates in, in January to June uh, period fell 5.0% from, from a year earlier to four, fewer than 400,000 for the first time since two, the year 2000. The year 2000. Amid the, the lingering impact of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, recent government data showed. In, to, in 2022, white, a 2022 white paper on the declining birth rate released by the cabinet office said that the spread of the novel coronavirus, no one's calling it that anymore, guys, uh, had weighed on the number of marriages and pregnancies, adding that people in their 20s and 30s had become more worried about marriage, income, jobs, and families than other age groups compared to uh, with prior prior to the pandemic. So that's the facts. Japan's not having even more or less babies. Well, I mean, can you blame them? Japan's having even more or less babies than before. Yes. So that's the facts. And then one of the comments on a not so like, you know, nice weeaboo, uh, 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 what is it called? Uh, form was, it was like a, it was like a meme and it's like all the weeaboos like coming to save Japan's birth rate <laughs> from like abroad. <laughs> and I was, I was looking at that and I kind of actually thought about it for a second. I'm like, that's not, it's not, a, it's not wrong. Yeah. You could help. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I'm like, well, you know, a lot of my friends that are like, you know, international couples, they have a lot of kids and they seem very happy. So whatever. And with the, with the uh, invention of remote work, yeah. you just come live here, work for your Silicon Valley startup or whatever remotely. And please add to the population because God damn, we don't have kids. Anyway, let's go to. Yeah, that would be a good idea, actually. <laughs> All right, let's go to fun. Uh Reminder to Fox News. Do you ever watch Fox News? Yeah, I love Fox News. Oh, you took that story. You didn't want to. You didn't want me to talk about Tucker Carlson. Uh, uh, oh, you can talk about no, it. You I, do it. I haven't read it. Didn't. I I just felt like you had a lot of them, so I took this one. <laughs> so, uh, reminder to Fox News that exploding milk is not a Japanese adult video genre. So apparently, Tucker Car- Carlson never read out our explanation of Japanese breast-related vocabulary. Uh, in a video segment on Fox News, the host was talking about a teacher who was wearing these prosthetic breasts. He, he was he was trans shaming. Right? Yeah, he was trans shaming. Yeah. So, anyways, the teacher was wearing prosthetic breasts, and uh, they stated that the teacher has recently started wearing enormous prosthetic breasts in the classroom in front of children as part of a sexual fetish. In case you doubt that it is, the costume is intended to emulate a genre of Japanese pornography that translates roughly to exploding milk porn. Is what he said. Is what he said. But that's wrong because? It's wrong because the two kanji that they, uh, that he took that from, like how they even found that, who knows? Well, you know, because all these people who don't like gay people are usually gay themselves. Like every single time there's like a Republican like senator, he's like, I'm going to burn the gays. Then he gets caught like getting his thing sucked off in some restroom somewhere, you know, by a dude. And you're just like, yeah, no one's surprised by that. Tucker Carlson's probably like the gayest person in the world. He's probably himself trans or something. And he's just like, that's why all this hate comes from him. He's just jealous. He's like, such a hater, man. I hate that guy. Anyway. But anyways, the two kanji for it is uh, like Baku from like Bakuhatsu yeah. and Nyu, which means like milk. Yeah. So... You could try to translate that to be like exploding milk, mm-hmm. but even if you use like Google Translate or whatever, it translates to big boobs, which is yeah. what it is. It means giant boobs. Yeah, you know, so, like the most vanilla yeah. category on any. Porn yeah, I mean, site. like if that's considered a category of porn, then so vanilla. Yeah, it's like, dude, no one even clicks it. It's so vanilla. 
I do like the name Exploding Milk. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Tucker Carlson, here, look me right here. I'm, I'm going to help you. You have a very small. Anyways, in other news, uh, two Sega fans get married in Japan, win at weddings with awesome Mega Drive wedding cake. I love that cake. I have never actually seen a Mega Drive or never used one. I have one. What I are know, you yeah. doing? That's, that's why I switched and never used okay. one. I've seen it at your house, but I've never used one before. So growing up, were you a Sega kid, Nintendo kid, PlayStation? Both had both. There was, I, had, I have seven brothers. We had everything. Okay. I was, I, I, but I was, the, the division happened at the PlayStation 1. We had everything until the PlayStation 1. Then it, like some brothers had PlayStation. I had a 64 and I was a 64 boy. Mm. I was always a Nintendo fanboy. And so my brothers were like PlayStation. I think they had an Xbox. I was like, none of that jazz for me. Just always Nintendo. Yeah, I had a, I had all Nintendo stuff at my dad's house. Actually, before my 64, I had a Sega Dreamcast. Did you ever have one of those? Those came out in the reverse order, though. Is it the other way? Maybe I, I don't Dream, remember which Dream, one I got first. Dreamca- Genesis, maybe you're thinking. Of no, Sega no, no. I had, a, I had a Dreamcast. Okay, that M- came maybe out it was the same the... time then. Sega, Sega did like a release schedule that was a little bit faster than the Nintendo, and mm-hmm. so and and they released Dreamcast after the 64, and it bombed. Yeah, it bombed. It, it had the controller with the wire that fed towards you for no fucking reason. It had like a little thing that you put in like a, a save pack with a screen in it. Yeah, it was so dumb. Anyways, so I I was mostly Nintendo, but I had a PlayStation at my mom's house. But I see. Always loved Nintendo. Yeah, I've always been a Nintendo. Anyway, that picture is great. Yeah, all, One, I'll put all these pictures into the YouTube uh, version of this. YouTube version. So not only was that a great photo, it also reminded me of that internet meme. This is not my final form. Oh, where yeah. it's like the, the Sega Genesis, uh, the Mega Drive. It's got all the fucking shit plugged into it. It's like nine feet tall. Yeah. I even had 32X, which was a the addition to the to the uh, Sega Genesis that that let you play some like Tales, Sonic and Tails adventure game that was like too. Oh yeah, Sonic Adventure. It yeah. was like too big for like the actual the Genesis. And on top of that, here's gonna bring some people back to if you're American. I had the Sega Channel, which was this giant fucking cartridge that you literally connected coaxial cable to for like television cable. And every time, this this was a precursor to cable internet, actually. And anytime you wanted a game from the entire Sega Genesis library, this was sp- sponsored by Sega and you had to pay a monthly fee, you would click on the game and it would literally download the ROM into your giant Sega, you should Google this and put this in fucking in the, in the podcast, into your Sega channel cartridge and you could play any game you wanted to from their library of games. And this is why I know of the game gunstar heroes which didn't sell in any of the toy stores where i where i grew up it's a japanese design game which is fucking fantastic for the for the Sega genesis it's called gunstar heroes it's really fun never heard of it yep yep and wacky worlds that's another game that never got sold anywhere but it was on uh, sega channel yeah dude i'm old all right we got two more stories three more i got two more let's do it so I'm going to find that fucking picture. Of that yeah, Sega please channel. help me find it. Cause I was just thinking like, how am I going to find that? I'm not even going to know if I find it. So who do you think the biggest K-pop fans are in Japan? Well, I read the story. But I was actually not surprised by. Look at that shit. Send, send me that picture. I sent it to you, man. Bad. Oh my God. I was not surprised by this article, but Japan's biggest K-pop fans might just be senior citizens survey shows. So an online... Actually, I wasn't surprised by this, but continue. Yeah, I I wasn't either. (laughs) Online marketplace service, Medicati, studied the purchasing habits of uh, 
of all their what do you call it? I looked at my phone, lost it. Blah. Customers. Customers. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Between September first and uh, August thirty first, so one year, and they found out that uh, what do you call it? Which products sold the best in which mm-hmm. generations mm-hmm. and they discovered that the users who reported to be over 50 uh, years old were more frequently buying K-pop merchandise than even Gen Z. Now, two things about that. Yeah. One, that's a skewed data point. Like, data is hard, guys. Statistics is hard. If you're an older person, like a mom or a grandma, and you have younger kids who are into K-pop and you're looking for to buy them something, mm. an eight-year-old's not a Meducati with a credit card. Right. Okay, so one, data ske- skewed. But two, yeah, there are a fair number of bachan out there that like K-pop. I, I was also going to add to the fact that, like, older people have money. So yeah, it's like, also another skew, <laughs> skewing of the data point. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have to, you have to control for factors when you look at statistics. That's why when people were talking about, I did my research on the COVID vaccines. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't even understand basic math. Like, shut up. <laughs> anyway, last fun story. And our last story is Japan loves convenience stores. Yeah. Well, Tinder just opened their own <laughs> convenience store in Japan aimed at adults only. When you when you read that title, what did you think they sold? I thought it was going to be like like dirty things, <laughs> like all adult goods and stuff like that. But it, apparently it's just like a... Uh, anyways, I'll, getting into the article, Swipe Mart, interesting name, uh, made romantic dreams come true. And now there's there are hope it'll spread around the country. So apparently they created this convenience store uh, run by the app Tinder mm-hmm. and they sell normal convenience store things like food and drinks and stuff like that. But what do you call it? After 10 PM, you can't enter the store unless you are 18 years or older. And if you download the app Tinder and they show them like, Oh, I have the app. Then you get like discounts and a bunch of like special goods and free merch and stuff like that. Yeah. What this is called is called a pub, a pub, publicity stunt is what it is i think it's a good idea but the one thing that i did want to order from them is their i forgot what it's called the like nantuka chiki the, t- the tinder chiki t- tinder chiki yeah because in family mart you have fami chiki which is like a like fried chicken and a piece of paper that's so fucking good it's got no bone in it so you just eat it have you ever seen the mascot for a fami chiki no it's just a fami chiki with like a buff guy inside with his arms coming out of the fami oh my chiki. god i don't so know how to feel about that i'm hoping the tinder chiki is like a like a cute girl chicky and then they can got like nice legs or something yeah <laughs> like pink high heels on yeah dude that's such a fucking like publicity stunt that's so funny hey i mean pop-up shops they they work tinder let me i'm gonna give you some advice just like i give uh, tucker carlson some advice uh you got a problem in japan and it's called fake chinese like accounts which are almost 99 percent of all the females that you like see in tinder in japan uh figure out a way to delete those motherfucking things and that's all i have to say because it's all fake. It's like, you know, it, dude, we li- where we live, okay, you don't, we don't have supermodels here. Like, if there were supermodels living here, I would know about it. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. <laughs> and, like, every single person in Tinder is two feet away from me in a supermodel. And they're weirdly Chinese. And I'm just like, hey, Anna, and then some white person's last name with your, like, super, like, what is it, filtered face supermodel girl who's interested in me who's also 22 years old and one meter away i'm like that's yeah this is all real it's very real this is how this works anyway i just need to clean that up the app is all stupid i think that's why bumble i think it is or something else took off in in america too because they um 
they cleaned up the app and like make it, made it more serious. I listened to the, I think it was the How I Built This from Bumble. Yeah. Bumble's like the one that was like run by a female CEO. Yeah. There's one more that took over both of them. I for, It's called like Edge or something. If you guys comment, I forgot what it's called, but there's one that's in America that I, the only reason why I know about it, cause there was like a meme video on YouTube about it talking about how uh, this guy tried to set up a, cause he's like not tall. And like, he was like, why do all the girls on this app require, you know, you to be like a basketball, like player size height to even like talk to you. And he's like, it caught me thinking, I'm going to make my own pickup, like, like basketball team using this app. And so he used some girls like accounts to try to like get a bunch of tall guys to like show up to the same place together and play like a pickup <laughs> game with them. That's so funny. <laughs> and I was just like, this is so dumb. Anyway, I, I forgot the name of the app, but yeah, it was just like shitting on the app the entire time. I was like, I guess Tinder is not a thing anymore. Like yesterday uh, we were in the car with a Japanese person yeah. and they said that Tinder is seen as like a way for people to make friends in Japan. I know that is a true thing. Um, and, and also they, they introduced Tinder groups. Which, if you like, this was really, this was <laughs> what kind of group? No, well, maybe, but uh, this this was uh, started to take off right before the pandemic. Like, so like you and your group of guys mm. be like drinking in Tokyo, <laughs> like a gokon. Yeah, yeah, like a gokon, <laughs> oh, but like on Tinder. That's interesting. No, no, it's, right? It's cool, right? <laughs> and so like you'd have like your. By the way, guys, gokon means like group blind date, but it's spelled G O K O N, and so the 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 what do you say the 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 habit to read it as gokan don't do that gokan means rape oh yeah don't do that don't say it like that <laughs> say gokon please <laughs> anyway so gokon is like a group blind date where you get like five guys and five girls who all go to an izakaya together and they like sit awkwardly across the table from each other and introduce themselves and hope that one or two of them will hook up and every time I were in a restaurant and I saw that happening, I'm just like, oh, let's all watch. And like, you know, you're just like, oh, they're so cute. Because they're always like 20 and nervous. It's so great. But anyway, so you could do that on Tinder. You can like, you know, get your group and somebody else's group to like hook up and go drinking together. Fun times. Isn't oh. it great to be single and young? I'm not young and he's not single. So <laughs> oh, you're so young. I'm, I'm, I'm very young. I'm very young. I was, I was, I was actually like making fun of my doku say, oh, one of my same age friends on, on, on Facebook. Cause he's got two kids and he's like full on dad bod mode, which is totally fine. Cause he's super happy. He's way happier than I am. And I was just like, he, he made a comment on one of my pictures. He's just like, you just never change. And I was like, yeah, I can't say that about you. And he's like, next time I see, I'm punching you in the face. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, guys, the, today's show has been kind of a little short, kind of light on the news this week. Oh no. Breaking news. I forgot, dude. We got to go to it. Oh, yeah. There was a super crazy police pursuit somewhere. I don't know because I just stole this from, uh, from I think it was uh, TikTok. There's this crazy pursuit that we're going to end the show with. On the video podcast. Are we going to explain it for the audio listeners? Or? I'll explain it to the audio. It's basically a cop like shooing, like a Japanese police officer shooing some ducks like off the road. <laughs> And like some asshole was like walking behind the police officer filming him. I would probably film it too. <laughs> it was pretty cute. It's pretty cute. It was very cute. And it's just like the caption on it was something like the state of policing in Japan. It's like, <laughs> hey, I'll take that over problems that we have else, elsewhere in the world. I, I enjoy not being, you know, harassed and abused by my police officers here. They're usually most Japanese police officers are chill as fuck and they're really cool. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, that's been our show today, guys. Uh, we have links to all the stories in the description of the video. Uh, we have an audio podcast if you're just watching us on YouTube. If you're, watch- if you're listening to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, we're also on YouTube. We have a visual component. Um, if you guys check the link below, we have a uh, Patreon link if you want to support us. And that's about it. You got to go film something now. Yep. I'm going to go film a guy pretend to be into trains. Don't tell them that because then they'll know. Okay. Watch People of Kagoshima, our sister's channel that we produce. That's actually serious with less F-bombs in it. That's not state-sponsored. Oh, it is. It's, it's state-sponsored by this state, not the Chinese state. Also, check out my, my news report for Chinese media. Top link. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening, and a special thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, Dennis P., and Ellen Mary. You guys rock.